Y'all, we live in difficult times. There's war, political unrest, the pandemic, poverty, families being torn, communities ripped by gun violence and people dying every day. Police, injustice, it's all bringing so much pain. But y'all, we can look inside our minds and we can understand who we are, become better, and do this thing like we've never done it before. But it all starts with our mental health and I know we can do it. I believe in you because I believe in me and I believe in us. Hello, and thank you for joining in for another episode of Therapy is Life, where thinking, feeling, and experiencing well-being is what we do. Today, I got my boys with me. We're going to be talking about hip-hop. We're going to be talking about female rappers. And you know, it's going to be live. Today, we're going to explore what we are, what we call our top five female rappers of all time. Then we're going to get into exploring some of the the evolvement and evolution of females in rap music. From there, we're going to explore some songs and talk about some different uh, social and political and mental health issues that have arrived as we explore this issue. So today I have with me G Maul. What's up, bro? Peace and love. Peace and love. Yeah, yeah. You doing all right today? Man, blessed and highly favored, man. Blessed. That's what's up. That's what. And BK Watts. What's happening? Y'all know what it is. We out here in these streets again at lounges. What's popping? Yes, at lounges. You know, guys, y'all ready for this discussion? Y'all ready yeah, to do absolutely. this? Absolutely. All right, all right. So, hmm. Listen, before we get started, I want to ask everybody this question. I want you to look deep within yourself. Do you like women? Do you like what you hear when you listen? to their music do you take time to truly understand because today we are going to be talking mental health but i'm asking everyone to go deeper look inside yourself introspectively and really begin to understand how you see the women in your life and how you see the women that we're going to talk about in this music so but before we get started we're going to get into our top five women in hip-hop so who go in first this i'm i ain't gonna lie i'm struggling you struggling? I'm struggling. I'm struggling. It's a lot of it's a lot of greats. It's a lot of greats. Um, I can go first. You want to go first? I'll go, go first. first I, okay. Yeah. So well, um, I'm stuck at five. That's the problem. Stuck at five. So yeah. I'm gonna start off by um, giving. Uh, I'm gonna start with the newer artists that I, I'm in, intrigued by as far as female artists. So I would say Rhapsody. I'm gonna put Rhapsody in my top five. Um, because I feel like she just is, is is a dope female artist, man. I love her production that she messed with, with Knife Wonder. But um, I would say Rhapsody. Um, then I'm going to go to Missy Elliott. I'm going to put Missy in my top five. I'm going to put Rod Digger in my top five. Um, I'm going to put Bahamadia in my top five. Okay. Um, and then I'm rounding it off with the queen that I'm rock, rocking her on my hat. Queen Lauren Hill, Miss Lauren Hill. Uh, there you go. Oh, my top five. Snap. My top five. All right. So let, let me let me do this. This was tough for me, man. This was tough for me. I, I gotta say it. This was really tough. But I had to go with in this in no particular order. But Missy Elliott, 
definitely I can't stand the rain in my window. <laughs> Creative but, genius. Exactly. You know, Timberland. Love that that whole crew, right? Right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we got that. And of course, Lauren Hill. Mm-hmm. Lover, I know she won't have a whole lot of bars out there, but the bars she has with the, the singing is just so dope. And what she's done, it just keeps flowing and flowing. It has meaning today because even in therapy sessions right now, I use her lyrics to help people. Let, let me move on from there. All right. So I would also say um, if I had Nua, I would say Nicki Minaj because I think she has a mad flow. She can, she can span it. You know, sometimes people say they don't like her, but when we talk about some of the newer rappers, I think when I listen to what she, how she expresses herself, I can feel like a little uh, Moni Love. Just that, just that, 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 that flow. Right, right. <laughs> Mark, you coughing on me, man? No, 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 no. You, cough, you coughing on me? No, um, no. Um, so let, 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 let me go. Okay. So I, I think, uh, some, some Jean Grey, because I, okay. I, you know, I, I feel her, um, her connection and awareness of mental health. And I, I think that's, that's really, really good. So, and I think last but not least, I would say Queen Latifah. Queen. Oh, yeah. I hate that. I ain't put Queen Latifah on my list. Yeah. yeah. Queen, Queen, Queen Latifah for sure. That's tough. That's yeah. tough. I the I mean Bahamadia that was that's a that's a that's definitely a pull. Realistically, the one the surprise on yours is 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 Rod Digger. I love Rod Digger though. Okay, but like I love Flip Mode. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I love I love Buster Rhymes. You know, Buster was in my top five when we talked about the men. Yes, so sir. I definitely mess with Flip Mode Squad. So Rod Digger is definitely top ten for me for sure for sure. Um, so I'm gonna also have Missy. Uh, I'm gonna also have Rhapsody, uh, and Nina get different because, like I said, I gotta have Sarok, the MC, fire. Uh, also, also around that same, from around that same area is a uh, is a uh, Missy and Timberland and all of them. Like it's something, it's something about something in the rap water. In that, in that, in that. Is she from that same area? Virginia yeah. Beach, oh, that's right. Virginia, oh no, Virginia, Virginia Beach. Virginia she got crazy artists. Yeah, Gotta have tap, a rap because it's like if rap. people just if y'all don't know, bro, like it's weird if you don't know. But if you go listen to the rat on almost every joint she's on, she out raps everybody on the records with her. It be crazy. Like right when she when things. she got out the pen and jumped on that look at me now with Jermaine Dupree with the, the joint with Buster and Chris Brown and then she jumped yeah. on that joint and went crazy. Yeah, she went crazy. I was like that was really like. I was so impressed. I'm like, yo, how did I forget? How did I sleep on her? Now, when Funkify came out, man, I probably listened to that song on repeat, like, for a year, man. Like, that song was yeah, that just, was right just there. fire. Just fire. Yeah. So then to round it out, oh, man. Yeah, I'm going to just go ahead and take, uh, I'm going to go ahead and take Queen Latifah Queen. to round it out for the five. Because I, I can't, I, I I could put Lauren in the 10, but it, she ain't in the 5 for you, boy. Uh, We're going to work on you, man. We're going to work on you, man. We're going to work on you, man. Oh, man, she need to work on verse 19. That's, <laughs> what, she, <laughs> that's, that's what she he needs to do. She only has 18 <laughs> verses. <laughs> she need to work on verse yeah, I'm 19. Telling you. Hey, so seriously, before we get deeper into the conversation, uh, G-Maw, you got your own music out, right? Yeah, so I, I, I appreciate you shouting. Give me a chance to shout that out. It's, it's Maw G. Um, and, um, yeah, I'm on all streaming platforms, um, 
Bandcamp is the main site that I, I I put my music on, but you can look it up under M A A L G or G. And uh, I'm a conscious hip hop artist, man. So you know, if you're looking for some inspiration and something positive to listen to that you can play for your kids, with you know, in front of your wife and children, um, you can look me up. And I got music videos on YouTube. You know, hip hop connoisseur. That's true a, to it. True that, to it. So. Yeah, look, look it up. And I just dropped a project this year called Electric Reflections. So check that out. Electric Reflections. I like sir. that. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it makes me think a little bit. There you go. Electric, electric yes, Reflections. That's yeah. what's up. I love that. Yeah, so BK Watts, I know you produce shows. And tell us, tell us a little bit more about you, man, what you do, how you do it. It's crazy. That's a, that's a heavy thing. Yeah, so, yeah, no, because like, so we met... Um, and you know me uh, as a as a podcast producer. I have I, I my first thing was a rapper. I was a rapper yeah. first. So uh, <laughs> I was a rapper first. So I got um I'm about to say so y'all can find me out there. Uh, there's there's I got a I only have one project out because I stopped after that and uh, and get, it just you it just, get you just on putting up project, brother. I know it's in you. I, it is. It's there. Mm-hmm. It's there. I ain't gonna lie. It's there. Um, but yeah. So I'm. I, I tell everybody I'm a reformed rap nigga. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, you know, I moved. I moved on to other things too. Is I I used to look at it like the only thing to do. Like it was the only thing I could. And now I'm like, wow. Look at look at what I. This so right here is, you know what I'm saying, right, I do this now, I'm, I'm an artist, so, um, yeah, so I'm a show producer, and uh, so, you know, Pro 3 is is obviously... Your the, art is amazing, too, bro, I, I gotta... appreciate yeah. you, bro. Have you, yeah. you seen his yeah. art? Yeah, I seen some of his art, man, it's man, work, man. Yeah, man. I love his crazy, art. man. So, yeah, like, I, I'm, I'm one of those people who do, like, when you ask me what I do, it's like, well, I can talk about music, I can talk about podcast productions. You see how this quality looks, how we sound, how it is. This is me. I do this. And then also I say I'm an artist. I'm one of them people that say I do a lot of stuff, but I'm actually really good at all the things I do. So like yeah. I'm not just like one of them people that just kinda do this and kinda do that. Uh but yeah, I'm an artist. I'm a podcast producer. I'm a podcaster myself and uh and like I said, reformed rapper. Hey, you're not like Erica though. You know, you're not Erica if I do this, right? You know, keep in mind I'm sensitive about my music. You feel me? <laughs> You That's feel how me? hard it's hard, though, man. <laughs> I can relate. But you know what the wild thing about it, though, is, bro? Honestly, I'm not. Like, I'm not. And that's just because I think over time I just grew to learn that everything ain't for everybody. Mm. So I can't expect, you know, every person to, to feel how I feel about what I created. But with that in mind, I also don't look at everything that I create like it's great. Like, I, I'm, I'm honest with myself. And, if it, and, and this is the biggest thing. If... <laughs> if I don't think it's good, the world would never see it. You would mm. think it, you would, you would never know it happened. Most mm. artists are their own toughest critic, though. For sure, know. for you, sure. You, you, you gonna critique? I got so much stuff that the world will never hear that people probably would love, but I, I critique it. Yeah, yeah, to, that's what to, I'm to, saying. To but no, nah, nope. I'm like, nah, because I because if I see if I see it and I can pick it apart, there's gonna be somebody who don't care about me who gonna see that and don't and don't have no reason to hold back. To pick it apart too, right. so it'll never see the light of day. I'm just good. I'm so, right. so let me ask you this question: What if your art you saw it and you thought it was good, and you had other art you didn't like, but you was in an industry or in a place where somebody says, "Oh, this art over here, you like it, but we don't think that worked. We really like this over here. Let's let's get more of that." How would you respond to that? That's tough too, though, because it's it's one of them things where you know um, sometimes the thing that you 
put the least amount of effort into or care the least about is the thing that captivate people somehow. Mm-hmm. And it be like that. Like, like we talking about females in hip hop, Doja Cat. Doja Cat is out here now. Everybody's listening. Everybody's paying attention. She been dope though, mm-hmm. but she didn't pop until she sat in her bedroom board and made a song calling herself a cow. <laughs> oh, wow. And after she made the cow song with a green screen in her bedroom, shot the video in her bedroom and then put it out. It went viral. And she's saying, bitch, I'm a cow, bitch, I'm a cow. <laughs> Goes viral and does millions and millions and millions of views. Now people are looking at her and then they go listening to her actual music and mm-hmm. go, oh, damn, she dope. Mm-hmm. But people like, but you the cow girl. She's like, yeah, yeah, but like. That that was I was I was bored. I was at the house. I ain't had nothing to do. Right. That wasn't a real effort from her. You right. know what I'm saying? But it be stuff like that that captivate people. So, I mean, it, it's tough. Art yeah. is so art is so subjective, though. You know, and, and like abstract art, people might look at certain things as is crazy, but then some people will love it to death. I look at like Basquiat as an artist. Some people will look at his stuff and look at that like scribble scrabble. Right. But, right. Now you have people who appreciate it as fine art, like Mona Lisa. You know what I right, mean, like, exactly. Or or any of the other great artists um, that ever existed. So, so yeah. To your point, think about it like this: we, we uh, oftentimes um, the legacy of artists is is many generations la- later. So you look at a person like a um, a Vincent Van Gogh, Starry Night, man. The dude, the dude died broke. How much is that picture worth right now? Right, right, right. That's the that's honestly one of the worst parts about being an artist. It's thinking to yourself. It's thinking that like I may never see what my work will become to the world. Yep. I like you. You like for some. Like for there are some artists whose work they will be able to see it impact the world. But but it's actually not that frequent yep. that you you know what I'm saying that people like it's it's more frequent that people realize what you was doing after once they pay gone. attention to you after you go same with like Nipsey exactly yeah. you won't you won't see it man or yeah or Nina Simone yeah that's <laughs> trash bro I yeah. ain't gonna lie it's trash it's low-key it's low-key one of the worst parts of being a creative is that thought that you will never see the fruits of it mm-hmm. you know yeah. what I'm saying not just for yourself but also like how how your work will impact, like I said, the world, how it will impact your family. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. to not see it is like, oh, that's trash. Yeah. That's so trash. Because, you know, when I heard that statement, to be young, gifted, and black, when I first heard it, I didn't know it was Nina Simone, but I started embracing it, man. But then it was like, oh, wait a minute, that's Nina Simone. Like, how long ago was that? Plug, plug to that quote, I, I actually got a song called Young, Black, and Gifted in homage to that song. So, for real? <laughs> yeah, check that out. But uh, for sure. But but since we're talking about artists and we're talking about music, man, this is this is a good segue, right? So thinking about women and hip hop, do we love them? Do we like them? Do, do we, uh, we can't stand them. I want you to think about that. But as we evolve in this discussion, I want us to talk a little bit about some of the early hip hop rap artist that you think was very influential in creating the very um, hip-hop R&B place we are today. Obviously, today, when we look at women in hip-hop, you know, you oftentimes you'll hear about Cardi B, you oftentimes hear about Megan Thee Stallion, Nicki Minaj, right? But, um, but there's so many more out there, but at the foundation of it, where, how did we get where we at now? Well, 
when you talk about the foundation of hip hop and, and, and female contribution, I know for me in my time, I was born in 1982 and the earliest female artists that I remember and, and looking down the, the catalog of them, it was definitely some who predates her, but Roxanne Shante was like the first one that hit, hit my ear, you know, as far mm-hmm. as a name to mm-hmm. recognize and know. And I didn't even know, cause I was such a young youngster at the time. I thought she was grown when I heard her that she was only 16, yeah. you know, and, and Biz Marquis had something to uh, do with to help him discover her. But at 16, she was coming with, you know, some adult content type lyrics, you know, mm-hmm. she was talking about, you know, just her as a, as a female. And, and she was really in that beginning culture of hip hop, where it was about the battle side, you mm-hmm. know, the, the, the art of battling. So it wasn't other female artists that she was battling against. She was battling against men, grown exactly. men. Exactly, grown at men. Time. At 16, Roxanne Shante was battling against grown men who, and I'm, I'm sad to say, because this is one of my favorite artists, uh, KRS-One, that she had a, a verse dissing KRS-One because KRS-One <laughs> said something about it, you know, oh, for in, real? in a battle rap. <laughs> uh, so she had uh, a track called uh, Shante's Revenge, Mm-hmm. Where she was basically battling grown men, like you know, mm-hmm. defending herself as a as a young female artist. Like I can, I can rap on y'all level. You know, I'm just yeah. as cold as y'all. So she was one of the first that I would that I would name. Yeah, you know, and and being one of the first. Think about it. Many of us, we go into places and we might be the first. I might be the first person who went to college. I might be the first person to get, uh, to get a certain job. I might be the only one like me in a particular place. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and how does that feel, man? That, that- yeah, I'm sure. I mean, it had to feel like pressure for her, you know, because now she's not only stepping into a, a male dominant genre that was pretty much all men, you know, who was, who was running at the time, but for her to be in New York city at 16, rapping on big stages and battling grown men, it had to be pressure and, and level of fear for her to do that. But she overcame it and kicked down the door for a whole lot to come. Yeah. yeah. I think she was like one of the first ones to like really hit the radio. Yeah. You know, I, I was doing some research on her and I realized that she started rapping at when she was nine mm. and she retired at 25. Wow. 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 That's deep. And then I was listening when, when I was watching this, uh, documentary about her she was uh i think she was like a a a teen mom or she was an early mom and she was like on tour with her son and like she would go on stage you know do rip the show down but she wouldn't go to the after parties and stuff like that because she was a mom you know what i'm saying Mm. like she was on tour having her little son with her so she would just go to the hotel and be mommy after you know rocking the stage you know what i'm saying so i thought that was pretty Impressive that she was holding it down like that. That's what's up. That's what's up. Yep, you can do it, right? Well, I mean, I'm I'm a toddler, so by comparison, no, uh, <laughs> no. Nah, nah, so like the first, damn man, you saying we that old in here, man? No, no, no. I'm talking, I'm talking. <laughs> but uh, no, nah, so so <laughs> like I told y'all on the, on the last joint, I, I dropped in, I dropped in '87. That's when my mixtape came out. Um, so uh, yeah. For me, the earliest women in rap that I remember were like were JJ Fat um, and hearing Supersonic. 
Mm-hmm. It was like my first that I remember that I can recall introduction to female rap. And I loved that. You know what I'm saying? Like I thought that was dope. Like them and Salt and Pepper are like the first that I remember. Salt and Pepper. That I really remember. And and then from there it was just like, but that was like, that was like all like I feel like they was all like fun music, party music. Mm-hmm. Felt like um it wasn't until Queen Latifah that I first heard uh, a, a, a female rap that, you know, talked about an actual, like, issue. Yeah. That wasn't, like, you know what I'm saying, kicking music low-key. Right. So I felt like they didn't have that voice in the space yet. Mm. Yeah. Because when you say Salt and Pepper, I looked at Salt and Pepper, too, in that same era. Like, they, they would probably be the second group or second female artist who was most influential. And I looked at them as kind of like the yin and yang to Kid and Play. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. yeah. So sure. Kid and Play was, you know, known All for, they was missing was a movie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Literally. Like, yeah, they they were that type of image. But Salt and Pepper, though, I mean, they, they... I feel like, especially for the young girls growing up in that era, they probably was like the Run DMC of influence... To, to young girls because they yeah. hold style, you know, how they rock their earrings and their clothes right. the and hair, just their hair. Man, every girl running around was trying to have a salt and pepper look, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So they definitely, as far as image-wise, I think was probably the most influential. Definitely. You know, salt definitely. and pepper, for sure. So, look, you said something about Queen Latifah. Um, and you know, I want to ask you something about uh, um, salt and pepper, too. But... Queen Latifah, she was a part of a particular group in New York, right? Called the the Native Tongues. Yeah, can, can you explain a little bit? Yeah, That's why the Native Tongues have officially been reinstated? Stated. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> no, you know that's my favorite co-op group. You know, because it, it, the core of it was you know Tribe, Jungle Brothers, De La Soul, um, Leaders of the New School, Busta Rhymes, Birth. You already know. You know, and then Queen Latifah being like. The, the 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 queen of that group, she came in and then she brought in Moni Love. And I think what they represented as a co-op group was just like, you know, real hip hop, but then also culture. You know, they all unapologetically was repping, you know, being African, you know, wearing dashikis, being proud of who you are and your culture. And like, here, reading it and seeing more about Queen Latifah, she wanted to, not as a, a knock to salt and pepper, but she wanted to kind of set herself apart in female hip hop to be like, I'm going to wear the 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 uh, Queen Nefertiti crown. Right. You know, I'm going to be the one with the African medallion and show that style and make that the, what cool is, you know. So mm-hmm. in that era, like late 80s, you know, you think about how uh, the 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 cool norm in that time was to be able to be you know pro black and, and and proud of who you are almost kind of right. like um, reflection of, of the seventies movement you know right, the, right. The, I'm black and I'm proud you know they were um, the voice of that for hip hop for sure and Queen mm-hmm. Latifah I mean she was a trailblazer with that with her whole just her image alone just being able to come with the the Queen Nefertiti crown like I said and, and show that as like royalty, I'm royalty. I'm I'm not just this 
street girl, you know, around the way girl, even though, you know, she could uh, relate to that side too. I'm going to show you, you know, who we are as descendants of kings and queens, you yeah. know. Because she could play that role because remember her and set it off? Oh, oh, she played her, like, don't she, get on that side of Queen like, Latifah. Like, you know, she, 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 she can play that role. But you know, you think about that. So the native tongues, that's that's powerful. When I when I hear that, man, I, I think about the the 1920s because that's when the Harlem Renaissance emerged. And uh, you know, and writers like Langston Hughes and uh Conti Cullen and, and Zora Neale Horston, they came along and 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 the great point of that time was to redefine what it meant to be black. Yeah. Because we was dealing with the reconstruction and Jim Crow at a whole nother level. So hold on, y'all. We're going to mm. use our art. We're going to use our music. We're going to mm. use our expression, written mm. word. And we're going to redefine what it means to be black. Mm-hmm. Thus, people like Langston Hughes and, of course, um, I know why the uh, Cage Bird sings uh, Maya Angelou came along. And, 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 and then you see this happening. It's just, it's, just, it's, just, it's just jumping or vamping from that, man. I love it. It's one more name that you got to mention in mm-hmm. that same era and that same like tone of, of movement is Sister Soldier. Oh! You got you to you mention Sister Soldier because she was... She wasn't in native tongues, but she was like connected with the X Clan, who mm. was who was really like we the Black Panthers of this rap movement. You For know, sure. we gonna be the ones who gonna speak truth to power on a whole nother level. Like Sister Soldier was, she was on some prison reform and you know stopping police brutality and you know speaking about you know the injustice of Black people in America to the fullest extent where. I even think like she was a threat at one point to the FBI. Like mm. they were looking at her as like, "Oh, you about to try to be the uh, uh, what's my sister from um, from the Black Panther movement um, uh, with the Afro?" I'm, 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 I'm drawing blank. Um, Angela the, Davis. Angela Davis. You gonna be like the Angela Davis of hip hop, huh? Yeah. You know. So Sister Soldier has say, to be. Brother, you was killing me because I'm like, man, Black chick, Black Panthers, Afro. Yeah. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> but true, 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 true. But the but you know her form. No, 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 for sure. For iconic. Sure. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And you know they labeled Angela Davis a communist, and she went to jail. They did all the stuff Angela Davis. But anyway, we are gonna move on. Right, right. Sister <laughs> soldier for sure. Yes, yeah, the soldier. That that's 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 what's up. Yes, and, and she was highly educated too. Like, oh yeah. I think she went to Ivy League school. I'm not sure, but I'm not for sure about that, but. I mean, you could just listen to her speak until she was an intelligent woman. Right, right, right. So any, anybody else I want to think about in this evolution? Um, I know we said we wanted to talk about Erica, Erica too, for oh, sure. That's, that's, that's 90s, though. You, you, you right, though. Don't, don't you right, that. though. You yeah, right, yeah. though. Yeah, so, yeah, because MC Light. MC Light, yes. You right. Got to get one. Got to get a roughneck. Okay, <laughs> stop. All right. MC Light, man, like, she was another one who, you know... Once again, in a male dominant thing, she the first group that she was a part of, she was the only female in this group. But MC Light, man, for me, like the song, and I don't know if we can start going into the mental health aspect. Yeah, we don't start doing that after the game. But, go but you know, when she go dropped ahead. the song like Georgie Porgy. Okay, break it down. Um, or I think it was Poor George, Poor Georgie, and the hook was Georgie Porgy. But man, that song right there was so strong and it became even a radio hit, but that song was so strong because 
she literally spoke to, you know, being in a toxic relationship, right? And, you know, was basically speaking about how she endured being in this toxic relationship with this man just because, you know, of his, uh, his, uh, his uh, mantra or his, uh, uh, what's the word? Basically, his his Lad, reputation, reputation, yeah, of being like the ladies' man, you know, gotcha. good in bed, you know, good sex, and so a uh, good looking dude. So despite how he was a womanizer, she still was willing to be with this dude, mm. and 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 basically telling girls like, you know, these toxic relationships can cause you to basically settle in life, and then you know it led to her having some confrontation with him. And they got into it. He had a drunk night and then died in a car crash. And just her, the thing about MC Light that was so cold out of all the female artists at that time was the fact that she was a storyteller, something like Slick Rick. Like she Mm -hmm. could have, she had the art of storytelling down. And that was every, every MC can't tell stories, you know, vividly. Mm -hmm. Some, some in hip hop art form just can spit or just can, you know, uh, make party songs, but the fact that she could tell stories so vividly and and be able to make you feel like you're in the moment with her was MC Light skill set, in my opinion. Man, she was cold at that. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that that's really good. And in that song, man, one of the things I like about that song is yes, it does speak to this nuanced relationship, this difficulty that oftentimes women and men struggle with. This is bad for me. This is toxic. But I stay for X, Y, and Z reasons. Although, but I'm not feeling good. I'm not feeling good. And we know, and I'll say this probably over and over again while we're doing this show, is that one of the most important factors in long-term quality of life is our relationships. Mm. The better our relationships are, probably it's going to reflect in our health and overall well-being. Yep. So, um, yeah, that, that that song is good. It's really on point because a lot of people are experiencing that. For sure. It, but it, it, anything else I want to talk about in that evolution before we get into no, no, more no, Strictly no. songs? No, All right. It. So, look, look. let's let's start with um, Queen Latifah and Mona Love. Ladies Moni, first. What Moni, y'all thought? Moni Love. Moni Love. Yeah. Ladies first. I mean, you know, once again... They were being a voice for females in a male dominant, you know, genre, you know, um, females really didn't have that, that spokesman, you know, at the time, you know, they probably were like, if we were to throw percentages out, maybe 2% of the genre. And Mm -hmm. uh, I think she really spearheaded her and only love with the, with the ladies first piece was basically just, speaking to women in an empowerment way, letting them know, like, look, don't settle for second in life. You know, don't settle for feeling like you you have to take anything or that you have to um, not look at yourself as the prize. And she's basically, um, you know, chanting to women, ladies first, put yourself in the first seat, put yourself in, in, a, in a confident space, you know? So that song right there was like, the, the the spokesman track for that. You you know when I I listened to that song and I watched the video. For one of the first things I noticed in the video was picture of women, and one of the first pictures you see is Harriet Tubman. 
Which, by the way, if you think Harriet Tubman lived like some many super, super years ago and she it was like 300 years ago, I want y'all to keep in mind that Harriet Tubman was a slave abolitionist, but she also would be considered a feminist. But she died in 1908. Check this out. Michael Jordan was born in like 1964. Think about how many years between 1908 and 1964 that is. That's not a long time. Some like 50 years, right? right. You think about that and you realize that if Harriet Tubman was lived, born and she died in the same century that I was born in, mm. <laughs> that slavery was not that long ago. And, right. and, and so speaking of speaking to Harriet Tubman and speaking to Sojourner Truth and uh, Angela Davis, I, I think ladies first speaks to this, this need to, uh, to push against the narrative about what women can and cannot be. And women can definitely be lyricists. Women can definitely be rappers, but they can Absolutely. be more than that because they are the foundation. So I, I would, I would argue this, 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 uh, track, man, I, I think it speaks to, uh, feminism and, you know, as being men, when you hear the word, uh, feminist, how do you feel about it? How do you feel about it, Mark? I mean, I, do, I just think that I think that there's all. <laughs> it's always rooted in something positive. It's just that there are idiots and and people who just don't know how to handle themselves that always take something that's supposed to be positive and 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 poison it and bring it down. Right, that applies right. to anything. So that applies to to feminism. That applies to you know nationalists. That applies to. Really, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, whatever it is, like, there's, you know, even even all the way down, even down to religion. You know, mm -hmm. there are people who, there are people who want a relationship with God, but they don't want to go to church because of people. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? True. Like, they won't go to church because of the way people make them feel. Right. Um, you know what I'm saying? So, I think that there's nothing wrong with, uh, you know, with, with feminists and them wanting to, uh, you know, Get the kind of things that they that they that they strive for. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, it's always just you, you know you always got people who just take it too extreme, or people who just you know who kind of like I said the, the the bad apples or who poison the well. You know what I'm saying? And throw it off. I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. And and getting it in the form of something like a ladies first is perfectly fine by me. You want to say something? I can't speak to that. Speak to that. Speak well, to that. when you, when you say what do I think about feminists, right? I think or the feminist movement, I think you look at the root of where it stems from, from oppression. We talked about that earlier, mm -hmm. right? Right. right. Um, oppression from the male um, gender. And I feel like over time, men have, and, and you also spoke to spirituality. See, I'm a Christian unapologetically. And so I look at where the Bible roots, um, the origin of, of, of humanity as Adam was created first and Eve was created to be Adam's helpmate, right? Mm -hmm. And so I look at that as not that the woman was supposed to be the inferior one, but I believe that man was created to lead in a way of protection and of vision and of purpose, right? And mm -hmm. a woman was created to help that man mm -hmm. through that, right? Mm -hmm. I'm married. My wife has been a blessing in my life. Shout out to Ronnie. And, <laughs> One time. you know, because my success, I attach my success to her helping me through it. Either mm -hmm. it be emotionally, either it be, you know, um, just what I need, 
when I come home, you know, or what I need as in, in helping me in my, in my vision that I want to accomplish. And I think over time, men have abused that role, right? Right. They mm -hmm. have abused that role of um, because we were created to be ahead of the house, it turned into almost a, a, an oppressive kind of slavery type thing, whereas I only want you to be this or even abusing them in multiple relationships or abusing them in just verbally or abusing them physically. Mm. And because men have done that historically, you know, through time and it evolved to a place where women came out of just being in the house, the role of being in the house, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, and just being the mom or, you know, the wife and they stepped into the working world, but then they still faced that level of discrimination and oppression. I feel like women have, you know, similar to civil rights movement of black people trying to get gain their rights and gain their equality in certain things. Women have still always had to face that, you know, to, to current day. Right, right, right. Exactly, exactly. Good, 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 good. Uh, uh, you know what? With that being said, we're going to move on to another song by Queen Latifah, U-N-I-T-Y. Uh, yes, sir. Let's, let's talk about that a little bit. That's fire. <laughs> that's fire. I mean, that's song right there is, is, is easily in the top something of hip-hop songs. Of absolutely, time, absolutely. Man. Well, I mean, from, yeah, from a couple of different perspectives, I mean, on one hand, it was a message that needed to be out there. Mm -hmm. She wasn't the only woman that felt like that. You know how, how she, you know, what she expressed in the record. Um, the production is fire. Ooh. The beat is fire. crazy. That yeah. saxophone, like, it's that, I'm about to say that sax, bro, that jazziness. <laughs> it was so crazy, bro. Like, so when that come on automatically, it's like, that's one of the most 90s feeling beats. When that joint come on, it's mm -hmm. like, ooh. It grabs it, bro. you. It, it grabs you. It's automatic. I was sold off the beat. All, all yeah, automatically. Yeah, I low-key <laughs> didn't care what she was talking about low-key. It was like, ooh, this beat crazy. Ooh. But then she come in and it's like, okay, this is fire. This is fire. Yeah. And, and, it was, and it was cool. Like I said, it wasn't until around, I feel like, like I said, a record like that, that it that all the females music that I was aware of, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying as a whole, but that I was aware of, especially on the mainstream, was really party, kick it, you know, so on and so forth. So f for it to get that and it be like, hey, listen, like we hear y'all talk about us like this in this music. Mm -hmm. That music influenced y'all to talk to us like this in these streets. Mm -hmm. And that's not what this is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That is... That is a powerful record for multiple reasons. Um, you know, um, you know, like she say, like, and in the way that in the way that she addressed women and herself in the record, you know, what I'm saying it's it's sister, you know, what I'm saying mm -hmm. like it ain't, mm -hmm. you know, they who not trying to hear <laughs> right. Who you calling a bitch? Mm -hmm. Like every time I hear a brother call a girl a sister, call a you know, what I'm saying call a girl a bitch or a hoe, like it's. Come on, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, trying to make a sister feel low. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. like, all of that got to go. And that's like, yeah. yes. that's And and more followed from that. Yeah. Her, her, you know, putting that out there. It took, but it took somebody. Had to be the one to be like, hey, look. It's cool y'all having fun with y'all music and doing whatever. But, like, we we, we got feelings too, brother. Yeah. And, and, and it ain't just that. Like, respect us. Because we are supposed to be. 
y'all right hand, the rib, the helper, you know what I'm saying? And not just beneath. And 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 I feel like that speaks to how at that point, how rampant it had, the disrespect for women had got in hip hop. I mean, it, it just you know, in our culture. Yeah. And 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 with hip hop being a, a driving force of that. And walking down the street, you know, somebody saying something, you calling out your name or whatever it might be, or grabbing, any place grabbing and grabbing on you physically, grabbing on you physically, grabbing on her, grabbing on her. You know what I'm saying? Whatever fell my booty, he was nasty. Yeah, like, yeah. What? So, yeah. like so, you don't even know me, bro. Yeah, we, like because you be listening to Two Live Crew, you feel like you can put your hands on me in the street. You don't even know me. Right? That's yeah. crazy. That song was like. The hip hop version of of Aretha Franklin's uh, respect. respect for sure. Mm. You know what I mean? Like for sure. to 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 put it out there like you got to respect me. Put in a me. modern form for hip hop, and then it showed still black women's loyalty to the men. Still though, because right. she started off by saying, "Love a black man from infinity to infinity." Like I love you. Mm-hmm. I want to be with you. Right. But you can't disrespect me. Right. 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 And and so in your last point, you was talking about. You know, uh, being being respectful, being a loving man to a woman. I, I think there's a difference between trying to be a loving, supportive, nurturing, cultivating man who lifts his woman up versus a man. Look, I, I'm the head NIC. Look, I'm in control of this, and you're gonna do this. You're gonna do this. You're gonna do this. I got this list of shoulds that you need to take care of, and if you don't do this, um, there's a problem because I'm the man. I'm I'm, I'm in charge. Sure. This is what I'm supposed to do. This is like godly ordained. That's a yeah. bunch of crock. Yeah. That 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 that's such a a a, a whack at a whack ass idea. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, mom. That mm-hmm. we that we uh, that we need to get rid of because right. because. It takes away from us having truly healthy relationships yeah. because women going to love us. They're going to be there for us. They're going to support us. And we ain't got to act like that. But what we need to do when we act like that is work on ourselves because maybe our self-concept is so rooted in uh, things that are so unhealthy. And so we feeling good about being the, the person in charge. But one thing I realized about power, when you have when you have to assert power to be in charge, you've already mm-hmm. lost it. Mm. Yeah. You've already lost it. It's already gone. Because when you can influence and inspire others to be a part of you without having to use your power, right. that's when you got a relationship. Yeah. Right, right, right. I, I want to quickly speak to, because I feel like, to your earlier point when you said how we're not far removed from slavery. Right. Right? So hip-hop music was birthed 1979. hmm Okay? And being that... That's not that far removed from slavery. Hip hop is still a voice for speaking out for post-traumatic what we had to deal with with slavery. Mm-hmm. I think, and this is just my concept with it. You know, one thing about hip hop, especially men in hip hop, it's been a braggadocious thing, right? It's all about the sport of bragging and kind of showing how cold and fresh and fly you can be. And one element of it that I feel like spoke to our our uh our pride or our uh way of self-worth or or our our way of boasting ourselves up was showing how many women that we could be with. Right? Right, right. Like right. that's been the toxic, I would call it toxic because it definitely 
influenced a lot of people to have, uh, and, and this kind of goes into something that happened in the 90s where you had to learn about protecting yourself, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, and, right. and, and having safe sex. But it, it spoke to having toxic relationships and just multiple sex partners and, and being abusive to women <laughs> in a way that is like, you know, the pimp mentality. How many females can I sleep with? How many women can I have? Mm -hmm. And so because that influenced through hip hop so much, I feel like, you know, it, 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 it cultivated a wrong mentality for men to kind of brag about how many women they've been with in their records. And that became the kind of status quo. So then you had artists like a queen Latifah who had to kind of balance that out and, and be a voice for the women where it's like, okay, I know that this is y'all culture. This is what y'all talking about, but we're women, we have voices, we have feelings and opinions too related to this. This affects us emotionally, you know? And Moni Love, as you were talking about in that song, she had the song, It's a Shame, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And It's a Shame, she talks about, you know, trying to build sisters up by letting them know, like, women, you don't have to take this. You don't right. have to be just the doormat to men, you know, and you don't have to just allow a man to just walk over you like this, like you a doormat, which you is know. crazy. And she even got a line where she says, you know, you know, you don't have to hide your grieving face. She says grieving in mm. this record, you know, mm. because it obviously caused women a certain level of hurt and pain, mm. you know what I'm saying? Behind the cause and effect of men glorifying, you know what I'm saying? Being with multiple women, not saying that hip hop was the birth of that concept, right. you know, the pimp mentality been going on since the 60s and 70s. But I think also that whole concept burst from a place where we had to find where we could boast ourselves up because society has pushed us down so hard. Where can I find some glorification or some some way that I can make myself feel great and, and cool is through, you know, having a lot of women. Right, yeah, yeah, that's that's the thing. Having yeah, a lot no. of women, having power over them, yeah, having control, yeah. Bro, that and and the the I think the best part about that is most people do not get the message in the record because it's not necessarily hidden, but it's hidden under a jam, bro. Like it's a shame, bro. That be crazy. It was. Like, most people, when they hear that joint, they start dancing instantly. Lyrics and they over think about house party. And they, it, like I said, like, it's mm -hmm. a groove, bro. Like, that's right. You know you, like, what, you, you jamming to a song where she telling people, you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying, bro. Yeah, like, right. think about that, bro. Like, because you 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 were expressing, like, you saying, bro, the word grieving is in the record, bro. Mm -hmm. But people dancing so hard while that's going on, you're not even hearing they, they that. Missed it. You know what I'm saying? They missed it because it's, so it's like, you know what I'm saying? She perhaps maybe put a little too much sugar in the medicine. Mm. You know what I'm but, saying? But, but, here's, but here's the thing about that. But on the other end, you have these songs where there's clearly these uh, thugged out uh, messages in them, and people don't miss those. No, right? No, no, yeah, <laughs> they don't yeah. miss those no, messages because no. you know that type of stuff sells. You know what I'm saying? That For type sure. of stuff, you know, uh, uh, attracts to the to the human 
human you, mind a little easier. You know, right? I, I think things that speak to our more primitive nature is easy for us to embrace. Things that require a little bit more thought, we have a little bit more difficulty with that because it, 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 it asks us to go deeper into ourselves. And, and so when I ask the question about do we like women and we think about what we listen to and how we treat our women, how we care for our women, as Park said, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you right. you mm-hmm. know, do we really like them? Because we can be attracted. Huh? No, you read my brain when you said Pac because I thought about yeah, I thought about Brenda has a baby, right? Yeah, and, and how that every time I heard that record growing up, it hit my heart, man. Like I felt emotional connected to that, right? It wasn't like that particular record I didn't feel like dancing to, right? It made me think in a in, a, in an introspective way, like, dang, you know what I'm saying? Like, what made that girl go through? What she went through to to throw her baby in the dumpster, you know what I'm saying? exactly. Like, right, right, yeah, right, what right. put her in what, what really trauma did she have to go through to have to you know go through that type of uh, emotion? And so, yeah, that yeah, just, lack of support, everybody dogging her because she got pregnant, all this stuff, feeling low and down, mm-hmm. just trying to find a way to escape. You know, listen, this thing, this is important because I don't want people to get it twisted. We can be attracted all day. Because the slave master was attracted to our women, but they didn't like them. Mm. Hey, they can put us up. They can put us up on stages, and we can do. We can perform greatly, and people can cheer for us. But don't want to hear nothing we really gotta say. Mm. So while we while we walking through this, I want y'all to think about the difference between being attracted and really liking and appreciate what we hear and see from our sisters, from our brothers, whomever. But it's important that we do that. And anyway, another thing I, I just want to emphasize and is that the idea of feminism, when you really embrace it, really try to understand it, it's really about bringing people of diff- with different issues together and collabing over things so we can solve mutual problems. And it's not just about, oh, women just getting their way. No, it's one of the greatest collaborations that has existed in the world. In fact, I can't think of too many wars that's been fought over feminism. But I can think of religion, uh, politics, uh, of course, uh, patriarchal ideas. We're right. fighting wars. How many wars has feminism actually started? Wow. Back to the lesson at hand. Perfection is perfection, and you need to understand. We're going to continue this discussion in the next episode. I'm out. <laughs>